Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. Just me today, Ori Benatar. Going to be a quick episode. Not going to uh, go down in too many details since Esteban uh, could not join me for today's episode of the Top Flight Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, go to speaker.com, and go to thetopflight.com to check out some Premier League coverage. But today we're just going to do, I'm going to give you guys some quick thoughts on what I thought of the Carabao Cup matches. And then uh, Esteban actually uh, told us his predictions. So we'll hear Esteban's predictions and then I will give my predictions for match day seven as Chelsea and Liverpool will be leading it off. Um, And Chelsea and Liverpool already played. Played on Wednesday. A good game at Anfield. Uh, Eden Hazard just came on and changed the complexion of this one. And I would say right now that he is the best player in Europe. And because of that, Liverpool lost that same day or that same two-day period. Bayern tied Augsburg. Barca and Real Madrid both lost in La Liga, but Juventus and PSG both won in their league game. So right now, Juventus and PSG are the only sort of top European clubs that are still sitting with undefeated records, but PSG lost to Liverpool in the Champions League. So theoretically, Juventus, well not theoretically, literally, Juventus is the only top European club that is still undefeated in all competitions. They're perfect in Serie A, and they won their first Champions League game against Valencia. They're going to play uh, Young Boys um, on Tuesday in match day two of the Champions League. So first loss of the season for Liverpool. They played a weaker side. Uh, Daniel Sturridge with a nice scissor kick goal, but they're going to bring out their full 11 for this match against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Big, big game in the league. But uh, Chelsea is no longer perfect in the league, and Liverpool is no longer perfect in all competitions. But right now, I would say that Eden Hazard is the best player in Europe simply because he has been the difference maker for a Chelsea team that a lot of people didn't think were going to be title favorites, but now are slowly but steadily creeping up to be a title contender, with Manchester City falling behind with that tie to Wolves, and now Liverpool losing to Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. But Liverpool probably um, the best team in England right now out of the Carabao Cup. But the big story from the Carabao Cup was Manchester United's loss to Derby County on a penalty shootout. Goodness me, Manchester United had chance after chance to win this game, but a great free kick by Harry Wilson. Then Sergio Romero got sent off. Fellaini saves Mourinho's skin again, taking it to PKs, but just one bad penalty from Phil Jones, and Manchester United is out already of the Carabao Cup, losing to a Frank Lampard-managed Derby County side, which has been playing pretty well in the championship, and now moving on to the fourth round of the EFL Cup. So I think this will help Manchester United focus, focus in more on the Premier League, but obviously the whole thing with Mourinho and Pogba is going crazy right now. I mean, Mourinho said in the press today that he has a fine relationship with Pogba, but he still said no player is bigger than the club. And I agree with him, but you can clearly see that there's a little bit of a disconnect and a clear, not, I wouldn't say hatred, but distaste or disagreement between the two men. And there's a lot of content right now up on the topflight.com about the legacies of Pogba and Mourinho, just the, the breaking news of it and just everything about it since that has really been the big story across English football over the past week. But yeah, and we got some other really incredible games in the Carabao Cup. Tottenham and Watford playing an absolute thriller in Milton Keynes. Deli Ali getting that early penalty. Lamella then getting the go-ahead. And then Capu scoring in the 89th minute to equalize for Watford. But then Spurs winning on penalties. The hometown hero, Deli Ali, former MK Dons player, born in Milton Keynes, getting the win. Uh, West Ham dominated. Arsenal played very well. Crystal Palace played very well. Bournemouth needed a 94th-minute winner to beat Blackburn. Burnley lost, so penalty shootout between Wolves and Leicester. 
Um, but some of the lower level teams that are advancing, you've got uh, Blackpool who beat QPR. That's a bit of an upset. And then Nottingham Forest who beat Newcastle in the second round. They're moving on after beating Stoke 3-2 at home. So this competition, as much as people you know slag it off or just don't take it very seriously, it's produced some really incredible moments already. I mean, Wickham Wonders and Norwich played a 4-3 thriller, won by Norwich away. So there's been some exciting moments in this tournament, and teams are taking it seriously and to help their younger players get some playing time. And we've seen that with Man City. Phil Foden scoring his first goal in their win against Oxford United 3-0. Fulham played a second team to beat Millwall. So it's not that they're totally forgetting about it, but it's not like it's a devastating thing to lose in the Carabao Cup. I don't think Jurgen Klopp and Jose Mourinho are devastated about being out of the competition. I think they're more so Liverpool has now proved that they can be beaten. If you have a player like Eden Hazard who shows up at the right moment, if you hold them defensively, you can beat them. But Liverpool didn't play their full 11. For Manchester United, it's a lot more worrying because they did play a strong 11. They started Lukaku. They started a lot of good players. And they couldn't beat Derby County in regulation. And it went to penalties. And one miss cost them. So Man U and Liverpool are not going to be super concerned about these losses. But... It is something that is worth mentioning be, worth mentioning because it shows that these teams are vulnerable. Man United, much more vulnerable than Liverpool. As uh, we told you, it was going to be a quick podcast, only going to be probably around 10, 12 minutes or so. So let's go to Esteban and uh, let's hear what his predictions were for match day seven. We've got some good games coming up. Let's hear what Esteban is predicting this week. Sorry I couldn't join you today on the pod, but that won't stop me from trying to beat you with my picks this week. Here are my match day seven picks for the English Premier League. First up, West Ham versus Manchester United. I'm going to go with a 1-3 victory for Manchester United. I think they're going to finally get this win on the road. I think while they may not be impressive because they have not been impressive all season, they'll be able to take care of business against West Ham, even though West Ham has had a pretty good couple uh, weeks. Next up, Huddersfield versus Tottenham. I'm going with a 2-0 victory for Tottenham. Huddersfield is probably the worst team in the Premier League, and I don't think Tottenham's going to screw this up, but you never know. Arsenal versus Watford. My scoreline, Watford winning 2-1. Maybe this is sacrilege, as for I am an Arsenal fan. However, Watford has shown to be a very tricky team for the Arsenal for the last couple seasons, and I do feel that Arsenal's defensive issues are really going to come to show against Troy Deeney in that attack. Not really confident about the Gunners. Next up, Wolves versus Southampton. I'm going to go with a straightforward 2-0 victory for Wolves. Newcastle versus Leicester City. I'm going to give Newcastle their first victory of the season, 2-1. Finally, hopefully, Solomon Rondon can get on the score sheet, and maybe Newcastle can get their first win. Then we got Manchester City versus Brighton. I'm going to go with a Manchester City victory, 4-0. Everton versus Fulham, one of my games of the weekend, I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. Everton must should have been very disappointed with their defeat to Arsenal last week. They should not have been clean-sheeted. I think they're going to come back with a vengeance and basically go as far as possible against Fulham. But I think Fulham is going to be able to fight back and at least get a draw because Fulham has been able to get a lot of draws this season. Maybe they'll improve and get this victory, but I still go with a 2-2 draw. Chelsea versus Liverpool, the marquee game of the weekend. Of course, Chelsea beat Liverpool in the Carabao Cup. I think Liverpool is going to get their revenge. They're going to beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge with a 3-2 scoreline. I think a full-strength Liverpool can beat a full-strength 
Chelsea. They're going to be used to each other. I'm going Liverpool to win. And we got Cardiff City versus Burnley. I'm going to go with a straightforward 3-1 victory for Burnley. I think their momentum is coming back after a poor start to the season, and Cardiff is very poor. So I think uh, Burnley is going to take care of business. And finally, Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace, one of my other games of the weekend that I think people should keep an eye out for. It's on Monday. I'm going to say 3-1 to Bournemouth. Crystal Palace might get a Wolford Zaha goal, but I think while the scoreline could be much higher than 3-1, I think Bournemouth is still going to you know, comprehensively outplay Crystal Palace. But those are my picks for the weekend. I hope I do well, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Esteban. Yeah, that, you're not beating me. There's, there's just no way that's happening. But there are some results that we picked very similarly. I will start with Chelsea-Liverpool just because it is the big game of the weekend, and I think you have convinced me that Liverpool is going to win. I initially picked Chelsea, but my logic my logic there was every time I'm picking against Liverpool, they're winning. So I wanted to keep that going. But because I'm trying to win, I'm saying Liverpool wins 2-1. Because, you know, Liverpool is going to play their stronger 11, and I think that they're going to be able to beat Chelsea with their attack. Chelsea's defense has played pretty well under Maurizio Sarri. Um, but I think Liverpool can hold off uh, Eden Hazard. I think this could be a good chance for uh, the fullbacks to get a chance to hold Hazard. Same with Joe Gomez. And I think Liverpool is going to win 2-1, actually. So I'll go with Liverpool. The other games, I got United beating West Ham 2-1. Uh, again, United bounces back after bad losses. They lost to Tottenham 3-0. They bounce back and beat Burnley. They lost to Derby on penalties. I think they'll bounce back and beat a West Ham team that just scored eight goals against a uh, League Two side. So I'll go with United winning. I got Tottenham beating Huddersfield 4-0. I think it should be a confident victory for Spurs. Huddersfield is the worst team in the league right now after Burnley crushed Bournemouth last weekend. So this, I think, will be the game where Tottenham really uh, is back and showing that they can score a lot of goals. I got Arsenal beating Watford 3-1. They're going to continue this offensive streak and their winning streak. Should be a good win for Arsenal. I think Aubameyang and Lacazette continue uh, playing well. Wolves, I think, will beat Southampton 2-0. I think the run of Wolves will continue and they will get another key result after tying United last weekend. And I got Wolves winning 2-0. I got a Leicester win over Newcastle 1-0. I don't think Newcastle will get their first win of the season quite yet. I think we're getting into territory where Rafa Benitez is approaching being on the hot seat and maybe getting sacked before Christmas because Newcastle's results are not excusable and this team cannot get relegated again from the Premier League, especially under Rafa Benitez. But I think Leicester, I think James Madison is due for another good game. I think Iannaccio is going to play well. And I got Leicester winning 1-0. City at home against Brighton. This should be a win for City. 3 nothing. Haven't had too many fumbles at the Etihad this season. Most notably the loss to Lyon, but Man City is going to come back at home and beat Brighton 3-0, thus ending the Brighton comeback streak slash playing well against a good team streak, though they lost to Tottenham 2-1 last weekend. I have another, I have a 2-2 draw for Everton-Fulham. I think this will be a really good game. I think both defenses are vulnerable, and I think both offenses can um, get out of their shells a little bit. Mitrovic and Richarlison against each other. I think Richarlison comes back with a goal and gets off um, back to his start of the season form before that red card he got early on and I think Fulham will start to see more mediocre performances from them and that's kind of what they need they need to have a consecutive streak of mediocre performances not an amazing performance and then the next week they're absolutely terrible and then in the two games so the Sunday game you've got Burnley scoring three goals against Cardiff no one nil Burnley uh the Clarets are gonna beat Cardiff Cardiff just don't score goals and I think 
their offense is worse than Burnley. So I think Burnley get another victory, two straight for them. And then the Monday night game, Bournemouth and Crystal Palace. I will go with Bournemouth, and they will win 2-1. Bournemouth has had struggles defensively, but are a very good offensive team. They've scored 10, conceded 11 in the league so far. But I got Bournemouth winning this game just by a 2-1 scoreline. I think Palace just haven't been able to convert their chances, only scoring once against Huddersfield and then should have beat Newcastle last weekend, but they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. So give me a Bournemouth win for match day seven. So that's going to do it for this uh, small edition of the Top Flight Podcast. Uh, Make sure to check out our other episodes, go to our site and more. We'll be back at the beginning of the week to talk about match day seven and also get ready for the second games of the UEFA Champions League and the UEFA Europa League games for Chelsea and Arsenal more specifically. So I'm Ori Benatar. We'll see you guys next time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly... Everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.